As we turn for home in BBL9, there's a couple of things we've learned. The Melbourne Stars have got the shakes, the Canes might be back, and David Hussey is a rare unit. The Brisbane Heat crashed and burned as we recorded the start of this podcast, so stay tuned for a look at the remaining teams, some poetry from Jake, and plenty more. Come on, Come on over from Shane Warne. Grab some people. Grab some more people. F*** you, Shane, we have to ask you what happened out there with Marlon. Uh, with who, sorry? Uh, with who, G'day and welcome back to Grab Some People. I'm Denim Moore as always and to my right is Jake Rathidi. Jake, how's things mate? Fantastic Denim, how are you? Really well thanks and I'll just get you to introduce our co-host on this massive playoff preview episode of Grab Some People. Uh, co-host uh, Thomas Hages. Yeah, really, really scraping the bottom of the barrel <laughs> with this. We started off with uh, Mitch Marsh in our third episode and now we've just got one of our mates. Uh, on the pod, uh, Tom, welcome. Ahoy, thanks. You obviously uh, blew the budget really, really early. <laughs> had Bev, Mitch Marsh, now you got me, but uh, no, happy to, uh, to be here. Thank you. Well, we, we got you on for um, a couple of reasons. One, um, you do watch a bit of cricket, mm. so there's, there's that. That's probably more than us, but um, also you're involved in our, uh, our 2020 game uh, on Saturday, Indeed. part of the, uh, the losing team. Again. Um, Yep. Once again, so uh, yeah, any thoughts on uh, on the game and uh, how did you how did you see it? You know, it's it was really very similar to the last two years when we lost as well. So it's three <laughs> three losses in a row. I think you were going to bring up maybe um, a bit of a leadership spill potentially that uh, could yeah. occur next year. The um, middle stump lubricators have been calling it lube spill. Yeah. Uh, some <laughs> questions raised <laughs> after the game um, uh, to the. Uh, in- I don't know, the indomitable, is that a word? Yeah, it is. <laughs> the, uh, the almighty Ben Paps. Um, so I don't know, what, what are your thoughts on that? And uh, would you put your hand up for the captaincy? Oh, I, there was a moment uh, after the game on Saturday that I don't know if you would have witnessed this. He came up to me, he had a couple of beers, I think, and he said, he shook my hand and he said, if you want the leadership, it's yours. <laughs> I, I, I swear, to, swear to God that happened. I said, no, 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 it'll be sweeter. It'll be the sweetest vic- victory next year mm. when you win one after four years. And I talked him back into it pretty quickly because he withdrew the handshake and he said, okay, I'll stay as captain. <laughs> so one, he gets one more year and then we uh, there's mutiny. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Uh, uh, at least you're at least you're behind your leader. I think yeah. there was um, there was some talk of a, a lot of focus on individual performance rather than the uh, the team collective. Yes. Uh, mm. Yeah. Yeah. Just um, that's really all we got you on the podcast. No, <laughs> Thanks for joining. Fair us. enough. We can talk through people's stats if you want. I, I know you didn't make too many runs. Me and Denim made a few. That's <laughs> no, we did okay. Yeah. Don't need to bring that up if you don't want. Both we did can. very well, actually. No, oh, I'm more than happy to. Denim Denim was probably uh, well, co co man of the man of the match. Or, um, yeah. Who's, oh, actually, who's making that decision? Oh, uh, yeah, no, not me. Actually, <laughs> uh, well, d- definitely one of our best batsmen. You and uh, you know other mate Tucky uh, put yeah. on a pretty good partnership there. Kind of saved our innings after a very slow start, uh, mm. into which I was stumped by. The abominable Ben Pabs, I think that's the <laughs> word I was looking for. Um, and then, uh, yeah, went on to um, I don't, uh, your, your innings, Tom, uh, mm-hmm. for the other team. Very yeah. slow, yeah. Uh, very measured. Yes. But, um, yeah, just, just didn't have enough firepower at the end. And yeah. the, uh, the, the boys that you brought in at the end, mm. yeah, just didn't have a lot of... Yes. 
chutzpah. They didn't really. No, my innings, I think, was compared to MS Dhoni type thing. Just had to accumulate and kind right. of strengthen yeah. after a few early early wickets yep. by Ben and, and Caddy. But um, couldn't get it done as as per the last two years before that. Just didn't quite have the firepower at the end. Mm. Um, but we'll, we'll come again. We'll regroup. And in, mm. in a year's time, we'll, we'll see if things change. I doubt they will, to be honest. But <laughs> we'll um, yeah, we're all very sore boys here. Um, we, we have still been getting into a, a ton of big bash and we're on the, the eve of the finals now. Now, after getting a bit of big bash fatigue, it's kind of crept up on us, boys. Um, mm. We've got uh, the last game in progress at the moment. So the Renegades need another 31 runs off 20 balls to uh, finish the Brisbane heat mm. off. So we'll discuss that at length um, after that final result comes through. But first of all, Tom, uh, mm. you were you were at the game mm-hmm. um, last night, the Strikers-Hurricanes, a high-scoring game. Mm. Uh, tell us your thoughts about that one. Um, very high-scoring game, very entertaining. Uh, Matty Wade, obviously, is the the big story. He was freakishly good from the get-go. You know, you can sometimes when you, when you watch it live, you can just see when someone's on. He was just on, mm, properly yeah. on. It's um, a good reference to our last podcast, yeah, as which well, was right? on, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, so I'm trying to trying to tie them together. That's the only one I've ever listened to. Uh, <laughs> no, he was great. Um, I think he he picks up the length mm. so insanely well, just straight away. And they've only got a quarter of a second to react, and he was just belting people all around the ground. Mm. Um, I was actually surprised that the strikers chased, still chased 200 down. I think they finished 15 runs short or something like mm. that. Still pretty impressive. I, I'd take confidence from that if you're chasing. 217, you just fall short. It's still pretty good. Absolutely. Um, so hopefully they take that into finals. I still think they're a, they're a big old threat in finals. I think their top kind of five batters are probably all really in good form, kind of equally. They don't have any kind of big standout. They're all kind of coming into form pretty um, pretty much at the same time. So it was good, good atmosphere. Mm. Um, I think maybe a bit later on we'll talk about Billy Stanlake, because um, <laughs> he, he bowled one over and got hit for 22. And uh, I wasn't very happy. Um, but maybe I'll leave that to you guys to discuss at some point. I thought we were going to talk about your form after the game uh, uh, yeah. that you were uh, discussing when, with me briefly. Well, Postpone the podcast <laughs> a little bit. Still allow for a uh, slightly hungover man. But, uh, no, well, that's that's nice. I, look, I mean, the Hurricanes were definitely impressive. I remember you, you sent me a message about the strikers looking really good against uh, the Scorchers the other day. Yep. And um, they, we, we do have a lot more depth now with Head and, head and Carey in that middle, mm. middle order. But, um, yeah, they just kind of let it go with that, that opening partnership. There's not much you can do about that. No, nah, that's a once in a... Like, you don't see... They didn't lose a wicket till almost 200 runs on the board or something. They were like 180 for now. You never see that. 201 or something. 201, yeah. yeah. So that's that's a kind of once in a tournament type inning. So you wouldn't be too disheartened, I think, yeah. if you're the strikers. But Absolutely right. Mm. And it's all coming together for the Hurricanes now squad-wise. Just with That was Short and Wade mm. um, as the opening partnership there. And Faulkner as well, back from his from his injury. He keeps it tight through the middle overs. And they've... They've unearthed Nathan Ellis, who was mm. foreshadowed by the Bev show when he was on. Uh, Nathan Ellis hadn't even played before before BBL 09, and he's becoming one, even one of the best death bowlers in the competition at the moment. So yep. Hurricanes have just snuck into the playoffs, but um, would you say they're probably one of, if not the most dangerous side that uh, you wouldn't want to face during the postseason? Definitely. Yeah, I think they, I think you probably agree with Dan and their time. It's, it's, it's a really scary proposition coming against Steve Smith kind of strikes as much fear into you as maybe not A.B. de Villiers, but um, he's, he's one of the best batsmen in the world, probably him, Virat, and uh, mm. a couple of Labashanes trying to, trying to get there as well. But 2020-wise, um, Steve, that's where he kind of you know, started applying his trade, you know, fat mm. Steve Smith knocking around <laughs> the early days spinner, yeah. and um, yeah, pulling a few leggies. But um, yeah. Anyway, they, they just look really good, a lot lot deeper than they were early tournament. There's not really going to be that 
Um, that sort of collapse that we saw against uh, Hurricanes early season when Case Ahmed ripped through them. And I think they've done it once or twice throughout the tournament where they're just kind of, you know, their batsmen have just fallen off. Um, the Wow, are we talking about sixes? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sixes, sixes. So <laughs> I thought we were talking about the case. No, no, no. You remember that? Remember that game when the um, where it was like raining and the sixes like they got bowled out for like nothing, and Sydney were going to chase it, and then it started raining again. They were a bit. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm just saying the sixes have had a lot of collapses, and now with Smith in that middle order, they look a little bit stronger, and I think they're going to inspire fear um, in a lot of those those teams. So who would you rather face if you're a side in the playoffs? Would you? Would you be more confident coming up against the Hurricanes with what we saw last night or, or the Sixers? Uh, it's a tough one. Actually, I, I think there's probably a bit of recency bias with the Canes. I think that's not going to happen every time. As soon as you get one of Wade or Short out um, or both, uh, they don't have a lot of depth down there. Obviously, David Miller mm-hmm. hasn't really come on yet. So they, they do have some good batsmen, but I think you can probably rip through that top order after. And I'd be a little bit more worried about the Sixers yeah. just with their, their bowling depth and Socky coming back and uh, taking a few wickets. Do you agree with that, Tom? Yeah, I'd rather face uh, the Canes, definitely. You would? Uh, yeah, for sure. Uh, Smith is a massive, massive in. Even if he doesn't necessarily make a – what did he make the other night? A good, a good 60, 66, I think. 66, yeah. I think, yeah. Even if he doesn't make heaps of runs, just him being on the opposing side, like his, his kind of knowledge and leadership, that, that kind of stuff, it's almost intimidating playing against a team where you know Steve Smith's on the, on the opposition. So um, they – I'd almost put them equal, if not maybe a little bit above the stars now as the, the front runners. I don't know what the odds are, but – They'll be hard to beat. They will be. So with the playoffs imminent, and I think the Brisbane Heat, looking at this stage, like they're not going to get over the line against the Renegades. But with the playoffs coming this weekend, starting Thursday, I think, just thought I'd ask if you could sum up for me how you're feeling about the BBL season. Because we know that it it trailed off a bit last year and no one was really too invested during the postseason. But what about this year? How are you feeling as we turn the corner for playoffs? Curious. I think there's probably going to be as is the nature of the BBL, maybe one or two fizzes. But um, uh, I, I think I think it's possible that we do get some, some really good games and, and hopefully a, a good final at the very least. I think that's probably the most important thing. Um, we've got the new playoff structure this year, which adds a little bit of excitement, I guess. So I finally got my head around it. The Eliminator is going to be played by the Hurricanes and the Thunder at this stage. Mm. Um, and then the Qualifier is going to be... Played by the, the stars, stars and the sixes, and the sixes on sixes. Friday night. That one. Are you sure? I thought it was the, yeah. uh, the mm-hmm. strikers no. and the star sixes. No, maybe. you haven't got your head around it, mate. <laughs> you don't. <laughs> I thought it was that. Uh, I was going <laughs> to gloss over it and not mention it, but I did think it was like that. And then I had a look at it. So wait, the strikers get a buy, and they go straight. Yeah. Okay, you explain it. You explain it. Uh, <laughs> I clearly, have not got no, my head around. There's no buys. Really. There's no. There's no finals rounds as such. So the uh, the eliminator is played. On a vast empty space by, by five teams at once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Last man standing. <laughs> We're a rumble. Essentially, the, the Eliminator is a wild card game to get into the final four. Okay. So you've got the right. uh, looking at the moment like it's going to be the Hurricanes playing the Thunder. Okay. The winner of that will then basically find a place in the final four. Yep. And then first will play second, which is the Stars and the Sixers, mm. to get a spot straight into the grand final. Yep. And the that'll be third versus four. So the Strikers are going to host the winner of that Eliminator. Okay. I can't believe it. We started the season with me not understanding the playoffs. Yeah, still, <laughs> still, yeah, you're going to finish mate. the season the same Still way. do not understand. But no, that's that's a good explanation. So, okay. So the Stars do have to play a game. Very interesting. Well, um, just some news. Prestwich just uh, dropped Finch off Labashane. 
and he's also just uh, misfielded a four off Benny Lachlan. So the, the Renegades are going to win. They need eight off seven balls. Interesting. So, Tom, what about mm. your word to describe how, how you're feeling? Uh, bloated. Uh, Bloated. Are we talking about how you feel after, <laughs> after Australia Day weekend? Uh, bloated. Uh, no, I'm in the same vein as Jake, intrigued. I yep. think if you'd asked me this a week ago or a week and a half when the Stars were just on a roll, you would have thought, okay, they're clear front, front runners and they're due. Now they've lost their last three, you think, are they going to cough it up and choke again like they did last year? You've got the Sixers coming good. You've got other competitive teams, strikers and the others competitive. So intrigued to see what will uh, will happen. I don't understand any anything about how the Eliminators or any of those games work, because I'm glad you guys did. Um, but, guy. Uh, guy, guy, guy. <laughs> I'm glad Denim did. Um, no, uh, interested to see uh, how it's going to unfold. Spin. Um, early on, you're not meant to walk on the, on the cricket pitch, but I did with some spikes. So the, the spikes went in, and I thought oh, a little bit moisture in there, so may, maybe the spin might help. But you had spikes on us. Did not sit? Yep. <laughs> Guilty. <Why>? Guilty. <laughs> Why? Why? You just want to see what the pitch is like, Brendan. You want to uh, dot every I and uh, cross every T, and um, yeah, try and get the uh, the competitive adva- advantage over the opposition. I think we're looking at the heat now, aren't we, that uh, they have yeah. missed out. The heat have missed out on playoffs uh, astoundingly with, with their playing lists. So we might jump into a segment, Jake, that uh, we've sort of ripped off your old podcast, the Skinfolds AFL podcast, mm. which Tom Hayes used to head up with Jake. Yes. Uh, and it's called Yay or Nay. It's Yay or Nay. Yeah, we'll go around with it. Uh, each got a... Uh, a burning question, as it were. So um, mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty straightforward. It you is. just have it's to say yay or nay. And it's why. really yes or no, but you've changed it to say yay or nay. It's, yeah. it's a pretty simple concept. It's true or false. It's really it's true. True. Agree no, or disagree. There's too much explanation to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Tom, I believe you've yep, got the first. I'm up first. <laughs> yay um, or nay. So I guess I'll pose it to, to both of you. Uh, Shane Warne's criticism of Adam Zampa sharing a laugh with uh, rival Manus Labashane after being dismissed was justified. Do you want some context to, to what happened Love there for, for, the, for the listeners? Um, so obviously the Stars playing um, the Heat, when was that last night, yesterday? Whenever it was, earlier in the week, um, and they were getting absolutely drilled, poor run chase by the Stars. They fell well short. Zampa got out for one, and as he was walking off, Labashain kind of kind of sauntered over to him, and they shared some sort of little joke and a bit of a laugh, and they both kind of laughed as, as Zampa was walking off. Mm. And uh, on air, the commentators, including Warren, um, were pretty scathing. Mm. Saying that he shouldn't be doing that, it should should mean more to him, and he was kind of taking the piss a little bit. So, is that a fair criticism, or is Warney a bit out of line? Yeah, um, yay or nay? I'll start with I'll say nay. I mean, I, I don't like to go against the goat. Um, <laughs> the Lexington <Nathan Lyon. laughs> Yeah, sorry, I don't I don't don't know how he got involved there, but um, yeah, I I think it's tough. It, it, you you can understand where he's coming from. I think his old team, he probably wants a little bit more fire in the belly, and he mm-hmm. wants the players to care. Um, which I think for the most part they do. I think Zampa's just kind of that that guy. Uh, he, he just doesn't really he doesn't really come across as one of those guys who takes himself too seriously or the or the game of cricket. Um, but he's still a competitor and he still has the fire in his belly. And I think there's probably a, a large portion of that um, to do with the the way that the stars have already locked up top spots. So um, probably not good habits to be getting into. Uh, so I think the criticism is fair in that regard. But I don't think it should be as scathing. Mm. Denim. Yeah. Pretty much exactly what you said. You don't love to see it, but with them having locked up top spot, you can 
and the game was definitely over was when done. that when that was happening. So yeah. um, I reckon we all just need to brighten up a little bit. Yeah, Shane. Yeah, Shane's a bit of a negative Nancy sometimes. Mm. Also hard when if Zampa's the one walking off and Lava Shane comes up to him and shares a job, yeah. like, unless he like puts his hand up in his face and like... Go and away, Manus. Yeah. Open palms <laughs> in, you can't do much about it. Go on, Manus, you want to grab some people? <laughs> you want to grab some more people? <laughs> Um, all right, so second yay or nay, I, I, well, I can, I can say this now. I've got pending next to it. Mm. The Heat, boys, the Heat have just lost to the Renegades. The Renegades' third victory of the competition, both against the uh, – well, two against the Heat. Mm. And my question for you both is the Heat are the biggest disappointments of the competition. Yay or nay. Ahead of the Renegades, yay or nay? Um, I'm actually going to go with nay. I'm going to go. Okay. Rene- I'm going to go. Renegades are the biggest d- disappointment. Mm-hmm. Seeing as they won the flag last year, mm-hmm. going from first to dead last is a massive fall from grace. I think that's a massive. Di- if you're a Renegades fan, you'd be tearing your hair out going first to last. I think they're the biggest disappointments. I know the heat. <laughs> What's <laughs> wrong with Damo? He's, oh, he's a Renegades fan. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's really lost a bit off the top. It out. Um, yeah, no, you, you can't be doing that. I know the um, the heat, their list, I'm sure Denim will, will talk a bit about how, how much potential it had, but um, you can't be going first to last. Or, so nay, or whatever. Demo. No, I'm on the other side of the coin. I um, at, Tom, I take your point, but we must remember that the Gades – uh, lost their two overseas players on the eve of their BBL season starting. And they also, that was only just after they lost their coach, Andrew McDonald, premiership winning coach, Andrew McDonald. And uh, they had minimal time to find a replacement. So when you lay that against the Brisbane Heat, who had Darren Lehman, of mm. all people, come Oof. in to coach them, they had Chris Lynn, their captain, available for the whole tournament, whereas Finchie was off to India for a good few few weeks for the Gades. Mm. And... Um, Obviously, Tom Banton, one of the brightest young stars in the world, yes. come in yeah, to okay. open the batting uh, before A.B. de Villiers mm. came in, one of the best players we've ever seen play the game. Mm. And you don't even find a playoff spot with that list. Yeah, for me, that's the biggest disappointment of BBL9. Can I change my answer to that? <laughs> that, was pretty, that was pretty good justification. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I, I, think, I think you both raised good points. Yeah, um, both I think you're talking about they've lost their, they lost their two. Uh, they lost a bit of consistency from the last gates, year yeah. at the gates. So... Mm. Um, Samit Patel coming into his own uh, right at the death there for uh, for them, but um, yeah, I, I think they they got their act together a little bit later. But again, that Dicky Glee, a um, little bit of a disappointment. I don't think he was necessarily a bad bowler, but he just didn't really couldn't really hit them where it hurts. And uh, they lost Shinwari, who was quite a handy bowler. So I still think it's the Heat. Personally, yep. but um, that's you, only because of their list. You can't answer your own yeah yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't, you don't get that. I forgot that was against the rules. All right, uh, Denim. Yay or nay, David Hussey should have to repay his $2,000 fine for joking uh, with the commentary boys on Channel 7 that he walked on the pitch in spikes before their game against the Strikers. Should have to repay it? Pay it again. Pay it again. <laughs> double, double it. Double pay. Or he should get a <laughs> refund. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> no, no, that's good. He should, he should pay uh, He should have it. He should get be reimbursed his fine. There you yes, go. Yes, yes, Sorry. Yeah. No. Yep. You, uh, I'll go. Um, <laughs> go you want me to say this again? No, no, it's all right. No, 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 no. I'd say nay. I don't think he should be refunded. Okay. Um, I think it was a very strange, odd comment. Mm. Um, to make. It, it was confirmed that he didn't actually walk with spikes, right? Is yeah, oh, I'll, I'll give How you the quote. How confirmed is that, though? Is that just David Hussey <laughs> saying? I'll, <laughs> gi- I'll give you the quote. I'll give you the quote. So it okay. says, however, while Hussey had not worn spike shoes and was found not guilty by mm. Independent Code of Conduct Commissioner, mm. Adrian Anderson, sounds a bit fishy to me. He used to work the AFL. Uh, he accepted his comments had not been in the spirit of the sport, and that's why he paid the fine. So, um, again, <laughs> SK Warren was uh, was piping up and saying that uh, you got to you got to 
give that back. It's a bit ridiculous. Uh, you can't have a joke. But um, mm. as you heard, like it's it's quite a um, quite a weird grab. Like you just got to. It's very strange. <laughs> you should just maybe maybe when they ask you, did you did you walk on uh, with spikes, mate? And just say no, nah, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Well, like, how how dedicated are you to your stand-up comedy craft that you need to follow this <laughs> yeah, through? It's, it wasn't it wasn't really funny, and it wasn't really no, not at all. The thing, the strangest thing was he had he had ample opportunities. That's like a fifty-second sound grab where he had so much opportunity to actually say, "Nah, cuz I'm just kidding." Yeah, and he just mm. kept it going. Yeah, <laughs> he just kept that kind of that, that gag up the whole time. Um, so no, it, it was just made for a very strange little moment in commentary. Not what you want to be advertising, whether he did it or not. You don't want you don't want a coach of a BBL side to potentially be walking on the pitch in spikes. So no, he can go hungry for the next couple of weeks. His two grand is is gone. Yeah, I'll say Absolutely. nay as well. I don't think he's he's going to miss out on on too much there, David Hussey. But um, for what it's worth, I reckon he should have had to pay a bit more. Oh wow! Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> what, what's your number? Yeah, uh, what's your plus or minus line? Seven thousand five hundred. Whoa, that's the same as Stoinis got fined for. Uh, Homophobic oh, okay. slurs, so pretty different. <laughs> uh, <laughs> pretty different. <laughs> I just don't think you flirt with the rules of the game, and it's like the boy who cried wolf. Like if you can start joking about breaking the rules here and there, and then say oh, I was only joking, then where do you draw the line? Like, um, yeah. it's kind of a weird thing. It's, it's just a weird thing to say though. Like, what? Okay, so are you saying this because you've you maybe you've done it before and it excites you a little bit that you're like maybe oh I like to you know I walked on the pitch once but I didn't do it this time but uh, you know I didn't wear my spikes today but I reckon I'll just have a little bit of a joke with Baz and the boys up there. And <laughs> that's that's not gonna happen. Like uh, that, that's not that's just not gonna fly. Like mm-hmm. he had to know like going into that situation that he was gonna get in trouble for it. Yes. And if he didn't want to get in trouble for it, why didn't you just say hey like no I'm just kidding. And then try to move on. Let's mm. talk about it. Why can't there be a good old-fashioned warning? What's with the two thousand? What's what is two thousand dollars even? Yeah, no, to it's have nominal. Why yeah. don't you just why not just a warning? It's say, change. Tut tut, little slap of the wrist. Just don't do it. Yeah, anymore. I reckon if it's a fine, it's got to be a fine that yeah. that they'll actually uh, take mm. notice of. Otherwise, yeah. just yeah, a reprimand or something. So we're yeah, I'm going back to yeah. Oh, back to Kmart. The flip flop. <laughs> do we want to talk a little bit about David Hussey just as a general weird unit? Like, what's going on there? Like, he's had a few like incidents. What's going on? Yeah, he's in stark contrast with his brother Michael. I'd like to be at the, around the dinner table with those two going at it. I, yeah. <laughs> I just can't really imagine it. We've got yeah. Hussey in the lab. Yeah, yeah. If oh. we want to see personalities, I think I don't. I don't want to see too much more of David Hussey. If, you, if your brother's Michael Hussey, though, you've got to differentiate yourself yeah, a little bit. Right. Don't you? If That's your true. brother's Mister Cricket, you've mm. got to be Mister Weirdo. There's no. You can't. <laughs> you, you can't be Mister Other Cricket. You gotta. You gotta be a bit strange. That's but, true. Uh, he's not picking Absolutely. his moments, is he? Yeah, no. I think no. if Mike was the coach of the Stars, then. David should definitely be the coach of the Renegades because that's like a little bit of their personalities. You know, the Renegades, they win when they, they're meant to lose and then they lose when they're meant to win. So. Yes. All right, let's move on from David Hussey. We've <laughs> spent way too long on David Hussey. Let's talk a little bit about the Stars while we're on them. Mm. Um, they're in a bit of trouble, Denim. I talked about my, uh, <laughs> speaking of David Hussey, he said Hilton Cartwright, the highlight, of the find of the tournament. Fine. He called it the find of the tournament. The find yeah. of the tournament. And, well, the tournament. Uh, this tournament. And uh, I just think... <laughs> That the magic fountain, uh, which we'll touch on a little bit later, has uh, come to fruition there. He's broken his hand, um, probably, you know, praising the fountain. But uh, they're in a bit of trouble. They've lost Sandeep Lamachain, uh, who's been ruled out for the whole campaign. Uh, Mm. He's playing uh, for Nepal Mm. against Oman to try to get them qualified for the World Cup in 2023. Um, Harris Ralph may get selected for 
the test squad, but probably not. That's another one of David Hussey's weird, <laughs> weird imagination that's things. Because he, I think he's the only one who's put that on the table. I don't think the Pakistan's signaled their intentions at all to pick him. I think David Hussey's just literally come out and said... Trying to put their backs against the wall so they're a little bit well, maybe, less no, pressure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, maybe. Mm. Um, but it is worrying because uh, Dilba, Dilba, Dilba. Hussain... <laughs> Uh, yep. Uh, he made his debut against the Heat, obviously, uh, as a replacement for, for Ralph, and just returned the second worst figures of any Stars player ever with one for 56. Mm. So uh, it's a bit of a worry if he has to find a, a permanent spot in the playoffs. But mm. Ralph should be back, so he should take that spot from Hussein, should he not? They might only go in with one with one overseas player because with Lamashane leaving... Uh, you wouldn't think they'd want to replace him full-time with Hussain, especially with Jackson Coleman looming in the wings. With a side strain, though, he's got to recover from his side strain, but he's only played one game this tournament, and he was man of the match in that game. So okay. mm. for me, he'd be the first choice ahead of Hussain, but, uh, it, yeah, we'll be a bit of a wait and see on whether he's fit. I'd like to throw a, a name in the ring. I'm not sure if this is against the rules, but uh, Mornay Morkel. <laughs> well, <laughs> who, um, who had, okay, so he was signed by the Scorchers and um, he played his first game after Chris Jordan uh, left. Mm. He bowled one over and he went for 18 runs and that is his big bash stint. So just a quick round of applause for, for Mornay. Yep. Um, and uh, I, think, I think the Stars should sign him. I think he's due. <laughs> Is that against the rules? So. Yeah, it's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> that's against the rules. But, well, um, David Assey doesn't give a fuck no, about well, those. He'll walk in any pitch he I wants. wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> uh, but what do we think? Are they the favourites in your eyes still? They've been the favourites the whole tournament. They've been far and away uh, top of the ladder. Mm, hard to yeah. say. I think um, I did want to have a quick look at the odds so I'd, I'd be able to make my uh, informed opinion. But I feel like the Sixers might have... a bit of a better squad and a little bit more momentum coming into mm. the finals. Obviously, they're, they're kind of on le- level pegging, except they have to play in Melbourne, as mm. I now understand the playoffs. So <laughs> yes. um, I'd, I'd, I'd probably put my money on the sixes if I had to put it on, on a team, but mm. I have written off the stars before and I don't really want to do mm. it again. So, Tom? I still, I'm still leaning towards um, them coming good. Having said that, back to David Hussey for the 10th time already, mm. a very strange attitude to have um, saying, I heard him saying, um, you know, we'll come good in the finals. Like these, these last three losses don't, doesn't matter and the real tournament starts now not a great attitude to really have is it <laughs> no. No, lose your last three and then think it'll come good I think form's pretty important I'm sure they will they'll play better than they did certainly against um, against the Heat the other night um, mm. it is still theirs to lose I think if you finish top and you've you've travelled as well as they have with your your big Stoin and your Maxwells and guys like that it's theirs to lose so unless they choke again yeah um, or if the Sixers challenge or the Strikers they're the other two that I, I think could do it um they're still front runners, though. It could potentially work in their favour, and that with them having been top like the whole tournament, there's been a lot of talk about whether they're going to choke from this unlosable position. Uh, yeah. Yep. Uh, so now they're not really in that position, as you said, backs against the wall a little bit more. Mm. Maybe they'll uh, have a bit less to lose. Uh, and but with Ralph coming in, I do like their chances still. But they have been one of the teams that utilises spin the most, as we heard uh, David Hussey again yeah, speak yeah. about. Can we just call this, this podcast drink- yeah. David Hussey? <laughs> this is a drinking we, game. We David Hussey drinking game. <laughs> <laughs> when David Hussey had walked on the pitch, yeah, yeah, walked one, on yeah. the pitch with his spikes, yeah. he he did that, and and in that same interview said that he thinks spin gets you over the line more often than not. And they have lost their best spinner now in Lamashane to uh, the Nepal series against Oman. So, Ralph coming back in. One that I'd really like to cover yeah, in detail, actually. <laughs> we might have to. <laughs> yeah. They should get to the final, I reckon, and then anything can happen on the day. And maybe if they're not hot, overwhelming favourites, it mm. might just work in their favour. 
The strikers, we'll, we'll get back to them um, while we're on them. Tom, I believe you had some uh, some some words last night. Uh, yeah. You went to uh, a certain uh, fine establishment uh, with uh, your dad and a couple of, couple of uncles. Yep. Um, and as you described them to me uh, on the way in, old school drinkers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so um, there's a bit of old school rum rage coming from you at the game <laughs> last night. Yeah. Uh, had a few terse words to say about yes. Billy Stanlake. Do you want to follow up on that? Or? So what, the, this, this dates back probably a good year or so when I, I saw a game uh, at Adelaide <laughs> Oval. So, yeah, how long you got? Is this uh, a long podcast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, okay, no, we can talk about David Hussey. Um, yeah, we can talk about. David oh, yeah, there's another one. No, no, no. So Stanlake um, clearly hasn't been in, in really good form. I've had my eye on him the past year or so. I think he's just overrated a little bit. He's tall, he's well, quick. I get it. Congratulations. Strikers are with you this year. I mean, they've dropped him. They have. Mm-hmm. And, I, yeah, and what I'm about to say will, will probably uh, maybe lead to him being dropped again. And I think selectors usually listen to this podcast. They do. Um, no, so I was sitting there. Stan Lake's about to come on, and I had a, a real local sitting next to me, a stranger, two Australia Day um, tattoos on on either cheek. So you know he's interesting, he's, temporary. <laughs> yeah, uh, that could have been. Something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Actually, they're permanent. It was real. A bit of a problem. It was a real local. Yeah. Um, and they bring Stan Lake on, and he says, "Here we go." Something to the effect of, "Here we go, Big Billy will get a wicket." <laughs> and I turned to him, and I'm like, "Actually, statistically, no." He probably, he probably, <laughs> Actually, is this the sort of audience that you want? To yeah, actually, <laughs> excuse me, sir. No, actually, I he, disagree. He with really you. won't because he doesn't take wickets. Um, yeah. And he bowled one over. He got hit for twenty-two runs. I think his first two deliveries were wides, and he got hit for a six. So basically, eight off the first ball of the over. Mm. Got absolutely drilled. He didn't bowl again for the rest of the night. I just wanted to pull up before I came on the podcast. You guys said make sure you've done your research. Bring in lots of stats, and I said I'm. My time is far too valuable for that. I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But I did look up his stats, his bowling figures for the past 10 games. And if you'll just indulge me. Please. I'll just quickly read through them. So none for 22 uh, off one over for this game. Um, Against the Scorchers, he had a pretty good one, admittedly. Two for 20. Sure. So I think that's his best figures he's had. Mm -hmm. But then dating back, none for 31, none for 25, one for 27. It's okay. None for 31, none for 32, none for 38, the game before that. So his last kind of eight or nine games, he's he's had three wickets for probably, quick math, probably something like 150, 200 runs, yeah. something like that. Um, why don't they drop him at this point now? Do they have another option? Can they drop That's him? That's the question, I think. It's a bit of a conundrum because they had Harry Conway there in that, in that position and they dropped him because he was... No yeah, good. not great. Yeah, uh, he took a few wickets at the death, but they were. Uh, Conway's an interesting player as yeah. well. I remember. Um, I don't think I quite touched on it, but um, he's he's that guy who gave those blokes a send off. Oh, that's at, right. Yeah, uh, in, the at the, in the Shield yeah. game, and um, we were just kind of watching his his body language is just yeah. super super strange. Yeah. Um, I'm sure he's uh, you know he's, I think he's got a bit of white line fever, but. Uh, he he was just you know even running when he was batting he's just he's got he's so like on edge the whole time. I reckon so. he's nervous. So that's the way it yeah. appears to me is that he's trying to overcompensate because let's be honest he hasn't exactly cemented a spot. Yeah. Um, but well, the other option would probably be Campbell. Campbellente, yeah. Liam O'Connor. Um, but yeah, other, other than that, you haven't really got any tried and tested unless you want to add another batsman mm. and then bowl Travis Head four overs. Four he'd need to bowl a well, full four every game. So what are you doing if you're the coach? If yeah. you're Dizzy Gillespie? You, Giving Stan like another go on a on a pitch maybe that doesn't come on as well as the Adelaide Oval was last night. I probably I probably challenge him. I keep him in the squad, but only because I think that he's sort of he's got that experience. And however, Tom, as you said, he's a bit of a one trick pony, and yeah. um, he's, he doesn't bowl that much variation. He bangs into the pitch sometimes, no. gets his areas wrong. Admittedly, and it's hard when I was watching it live. It's hard to see at 150 k's if he's varying 
any any delivery. It didn't look like he was, though. So I don't know his full repertoire of bowling yeah. ability, but his one trick is bowl 150, bowl it bouncy, and Wade just sat there and just said, okay, I'll, I'll have that straight away. Mm. And in a final, if he if he's going to bowl four overs and get done for 40 or 50, that's going to be game over. So yep. I'm just I'm a man of statistics. I'm looking at the last eight or nine games, and it doesn't stack up at all. But then it's a bit of a conundrum because there's no one else to really come in. Yeah, I mean, yeah, as, as you said, Denim, I think the other option is bring in Valente, yeah. um, get him to bowl maybe his two or three overs and then bowl head for one or two, and then you've got your your bowling attack there. But, um, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a tough one uh, at the selection table. Maybe bring in Morno Morkel. <laughs> is anyone... e- equally as bad. <laughs> um, yeah, so... It's um, one of the few selection headaches that the strikers have got, though, because apart yeah. from that, their opening batsmen look pretty good, mm. although Weatherall didn't have a great time of it last night. Mm. Uh, their middle order is probably the best in the competition really with good. Uh, Travis Head and, and Alex Carey. And then, and then Rashid, oh, John O'Wells, and then Rashid Khan coming in to uh, whack them all over the place. Kind of floats as well. Yeah. I, I think that's, that's the thing as well. They're, they look so good when they're on. And if their bowlers do well, they defended at quite a low total the other day. Mm. Um, but at the same time, I feel like when they're not on, it kind of exposes them a little bit. Rashid's really the only thing that's kind of holding them all together, that bowling unit. Yep. Uh, Denim, uh, I think it's time for Media Watch. It's GSP Media Watch with Denim. All right, boys, Media Watch, I just want to get your thoughts on something. It's not I'm not holding anyone to account as much as I did last week, but uh, Channel 7 potentially should be held to account for a tweet they sent out during the week. They're obviously the broadcast rights holders for the BBL, and they have a Twitter account that's sort of like their corporate PR Twitter account where they're trying to toot their own trumpet in terms of the numbers that they're getting on on various shows such as Sunrise, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, and their BBL, they tweeted out on January 21, in the world of TV ratings, it's a jungle of misinformation out there. Here are the facts in capitals. <laughs> Seven's cricket coverage is the number one sport over summer. BBL outperformed I'm a Celebrity, reaching 23% more viewers during the last two weeks. Go where the audience is. Oh, That's their tweet, right? And they've prefaced that tweet with, it's a jungle of misinformation out there. So I want you to tell me if this is spreading misinformation, this tweet itself, because they've said that they are reaching 23% more viewers during the last two weeks. Mm. But that's because they're adding up all of their games from the last two weeks and all of the people that have watched them, all of the numbers. Mm. And Channel 10 have fired back as in a direct reply to that tweet with, that's interesting. Here's another fact. I'm a celebrity has beaten the BBL every single night has, it has been up against it. Mm. And uh, when you do take a look at the raw numbers, for example, on Thursday night, uh, the BBL on Channel 7 drew 378,000 viewers, Mm. and I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here drew 697,000, so about double. Uh, Would you say that that tweet from Channel 7 is a bit spreading misinformation, as they they put it? Yeah. So, I mean, accumulatively, they've... Correct, yeah. 23%. Yeah, that's that's cheeky. That's very cheeky. mm. Yeah. I don't Um, like it at all. I that is not factually correct. I think the even sadder thing about that is that six hundred ninety four thousand people are watching. Get, I'm a celebrity. Get <laughs> yeah, I know. Night. That's sad, isn't it? That's sad. <laughs> I do like how social media teams nowadays in this age aren't afraid to dig at each other. Like yeah. Yeah. where everything's really PC, everything's really polite, like publicly, but they they can have a real good crack, and it's kind of above board for everyone to do. Mm. Uh, who won? Who wins that battle? Um, I reckon. 
Channel 10 for me just because Channel 7 started their tweet with its jungle of misinformation out there and then yeah. they just, uh, you know, proceeded to spread misinformation in my eyes. <laughs> it's like yeah. saying, come on then, come on then, and then also... Then yeah, they're asking, for a, they're asking for a response from Channel 10 exactly. and they got one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of controversy with these corporate Twitter accounts that I've actually mm. never followed. Um, <laughs> no, I know. This one's got not got many followers. How did you come across this piece uh, of information? The Daily Mail. <laughs> oh, God. All right, okay. <laughs> this is Spot yeah. Media Watch. Denim's been reading the Daily Mail. Yeah, yeah I was really scraping the barrel this week for media watch. <laughs> no. Do we need a media watch referendum? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I think that's probably time that uh, we get into a bit of uh, Magic Fountain. Leg's been bowling. There's a lot of mysteries and a lot of different things being talked about. There's a bit in that, Harry. I reckon there's a little bit in that. All right, a lot of controversy last week. Tom, uh, mm. you aware of the uh, the referendum that we had? Uh, I'm all over it. I voted in it, actually. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Yes, you did. One of the many. Yep. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> Heaps of numbers. Um, so the last time I checked, uh, Denim, we were, we were all square. Mm. We were locked away at 50-50, and you mm. kept telling me that you were going to do a a uh, Instagram poll to get the last last few viewers, and I was I was imploring you to do so. I was just waiting. I was like, I'll do it myself. You said, No, I'll do it. I'll do it. You no, never, I, you never did. Would have been open to you doing it, but uh, yeah, well, it doesn't sound very impartial to me, mate. And you've just informed me that there's been a vote right at the death that's decided this referendum. Well, it had to be decided because I wanted to sit back. I really just wanted to sit back and watch what happened and give the viewers what they wanted. But uh, when they couldn't be split. I thought I might have to cast a deciding vote. And no, it was you. <laughs> in, the similar, <laughs> in the similar vein to what my brother wrote in his vote, actually, uh, right. Jake, it's almost a positive, mate, because I think you can do a lot better than the Magic Fountain. So my vote is to leave, but oh. in the hope that bigger things come out of this and uh, we can move on to greener pastures. So it's, so it's dead. The Magic Fountain no longer exists. Uh, uh, especially like, after Hilton Cartwright broke his hand and was ruled out for the remainder of the tournament. Dies with really, yeah, yes. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not stoked about it, but uh, I guess you've just got to do what the people say. And um, yeah, I, I just. I, I'm just at a bit of a loss as to what to. Oh, hold on. I don't do you know, have I've a concession this... speech or anything? Oh, uh, not prepared. <laughs> I just love, by the way, to chime in. I love the, your your democracy. That yeah, the vote couldn't be decided. So I thought I'd cast. It's <laughs> <laughs> called a dictatorship. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. This is exactly what I've been saying to you the whole time, Denim. And um, I'm glad you're on my side, Tommy. No, no, you, I voted leave. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a strong. Oh, I was well aware, aware of, of Boris that. Johnson. I was a really strong leave voter. Well aware that. of that. No, look, I I take you. I take your uh, your feedback. Back on board, and I think, um, yeah, I think I think Rivers' vote kind of uh, your brother. Uh, he summed it up nicely. Yeah, I can do better, and um, while I may not be able to do better in the short term, I haven't prepared prepared a magic fountain this week, but I do have a bit of poetry. So, my thoughts are: I obviously you weren't happy with my first segment. Um, I'm just going to trial the segment each week, okay. and if you like it you can stay. Um, yep. And if you don't like it, then it can it can leave. So right. um, bit of a uh, stealing from Hamish and Andy, a bit of a keep or delete, yep. you know, they mm. you know, might play something, but I guess, I guess we'll hear it. We might keep it, but for the next week, we may delete it. So okay. um, I've been uh, preparing a little bit of poetry. School obviously goes back tomorrow and um, <laughs> well prepared. Uh, poetry for week three to try to um, inspire my students uh, that poetry is cool. 
Now, that's a very tough task to mm. do for um, a bunch of year 11s and, and 10s uh, that poetry is cool, but it, it has been on the rise recently, boys. Um, uh, Rupi Kaur uh, is a very, very popular young artist. You may know her book, Milk and Honey. Uh, yeah. I see it on Instagram mm. um, a lot. Yes, yes. People just posting pictures of it with like a, a watermelon outside, things like the summer kind of vibes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, is this, what, what, sorry, what was the name of the author again? Milk, uh, Rupi Kaur. Yeah. Rupi Kaur. Yeah. yeah. Very popular and, and Instagram poetry has kind of given a bit of a rise to um, uh, poetry sales are up all over the world. Uh, Who's it's tracking poetry sales? Uh, the New, the, you know the Nielsen guys? Oh, do, yeah, yeah, right. yeah, they, oh, yeah. They do, uh, they do the poetry thing, I believe. So um, it, was, it was up almost double uh, from 2016 to 2017. Uh, these are true facts. <laughs> do not question me. Up to $94 worldwide <laughs> yeah. in poetry sales. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you see you know, young people in the poetry uh, section these days. So I, I wanted to um, grab some people if you will, uh, with some poetry, maybe Big Bash related. So I wanted to give you guys a little bit of an insight into, uh, into my mind. Um, oh, God. And uh, we'll, we'll give this segment a run. Uh, probably come up with a more catchy name if it, uh, if it stays. But um, I'm going to read you three poems. And uh, yeah, that's it. Okay. You ready? This one's called Choke, question mark. <laughs> <laughs> twinkle, twinkle, little stars, where do you see yourselves afar? Upon the bar at season's end, for which occasion do you send? I wonder where your bowlers are. David Hussey is quite bizarre. <laughs> Another season in the red, or does greatness greet you at the end? Wow. Oh, Powerful. Yeah. Insightful, yeah. That's nice. Thanks, man. The David Hussey bit particularly relevant. Very. <laughs> Drink. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Got school tomorrow, Tom. Oh, yeah. um, all right. Uh, so this one's a bit shorter uh, in the insta-poetry insta vein. It's called 3.10pm. If you gaze upon a daytime crowd, will it not be truly loud? The children chirp and sing away. Peter Siddle's got a hat trick on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> little bit, little bit weirder. Um, okay, yeah. That one's, I wrote that one for you, Denim. Like, no, no, that's really good. I thought it was Rashid that got the hat trick at three ten, but it's fine. Poetry's not meant to make sense. It's no, well, that's just a hark back to Mark Taylor. No, poetry's it's all about the journey, not the destination. Exactly. All right, so um, this one uh, is a little bit longer. It's called. Uh, Let's open. Let's open, Liam. Let's open, <laughs> Phil. Your early starts, the wicket spill. But the UK lads are a useful sort. We can't find another fucking import. <laughs> Let's play it out. Let's gauge the pitch. Let's Google trendy pubs in Shoreditch. But hark, alas, you found some form. With well, the doubts, a teacup with a storm. Let's open, Liam. Let's open, Phil. We take our hats off to you. Winston Churchill. <laughs> wow. I reckon yeah, heaps but... of British people would find that highly offensive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so that was yeah. the highly offensive poetry no, segment. And I'm, I'm in favour of that segment, Tom. You? Yeah, I would definitely keep that one for yeah. sure. <laughs> <laughs> yes, no. Just Stay. try all others though, just in case. That yeah. one's really good, don't get me wrong. Yeah. You should try all others. Definitely too. try. <laughs> just in case. Um, all right, yeah, let's move on. Um, <laughs> good, good. So uh, that's our segments. We should probably preview the playoffs because we now have the final final order. Um, Denim Moore's just clicked on the Google Doc there. He's ready to go. Um, Denim, why don't you just uh, give us a little bit of a playoffs preview? Well, Thursday night is number one, the Eliminator. Hurricanes are hosting the Thunder, so they've they've just swanned on in for a home final with the Hurricanes after yeah. the Thunder's promising start to the season. Mm. Uh, so... 
I'm assuming the Hurricanes will start favourite there the way they went the other night. Uh, in your eyes, though, boys? Um, no, I think I think Hobart are going to are going to take it over, and uh, yeah, I, I'd be surprised to see them lose after after that performance. Yeah, I think uh, Wade and Short, the Bash brothers, back together. They was it last season, the season before, where they just were unstoppably good. Yeah, last season. Last yeah. season. So I think if they get that chemistry going again, that's that's a very very powerful little top order. Um, what did happen to the Thunder? They were dominating at the start. They were almost became favourite. They've dropped off completely. I just they? don't think they were ever that great. I really? think they just yeah. started hot. Um, obviously, Daniel. Sam- oh yeah, who won the who won the Golden Hat? Daniel Sams won the Golden Hat, and yeah. Stoinis won the Golden. Other hat. Um, <laughs> so no one cares about that. Yeah. But um, yeah, I just don't think they, I think Kawaja's struggled for form a little bit. Hales has come into his own a little bit mm, recently. Yeah. So he's kind of saved a couple of games for them there. But um, I think they're prone to a bit of a collapse. And especially they, they lost Chris Green, um, yep. who was yeah, a, that's big out. definitely a bit deflating for them. So yeah, I think the, the Hurricanes on form uh, probably look the better team, so I'm going to say yeah. the Canes will win that Cane one. Train. I think we've got consensus there. I think the Hurricanes, I'm backing them as a real dark horse because of what happened last year, finishing on top. God, imagine and, Bev. Uh, oh. Oh. What I if, just think... What if they get up? You look at Matty Wade and Darcy Short and they really, really look, look like they want it, yeah. uh, sort mm. of opposite to what happened to the Renegades this year after they won it and fell off, fell off the horse. So. True. Yeah, I'm keeping my eye on the Hurricanes. Um, but then on Friday night is the qualifier, and the Melbourne Stars are hosting the Sydney Sixers, top of the table clash. Mm. Uh, obviously, the Stars, have, as we've touched on, have a very bizarre coach and uh, are flirting with their form somewhat. <laughs> and we've got Steve Smith coming off a big knock. So do you think they could cause a, an upset, the Sixers, even though they might even start favourites? Um I did say previously that I thought the Sixers would win. Friday night at the MCG just mm. screams at me and says, of course, the Melbourne team's going to win. Mm. Um, but I think that might be more traditional for footy. I think uh, Howard Rouse <laughs> flying back in on Thursday, so he might be slightly jet-lagged. Uh, that's an interesting Don't one. know where he's coming from. Uh, Bali. <laughs> Bangladesh, maybe? Pakistan? Mm, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd say... I'll say the Sixers. I'll stick with the Sixers. The Sixers. I, oh, that is a 50-50 game, isn't it? Mm. Um, I'm going to go the Sixers as well. Okay. Yep, I reckon David Hussey. We haven't talked about him enough in this this podcast, have we? Um, I think I think Sixers might uh, might come good. Uh, another little handy um, stat as well. Strikers have beaten the Stars both times. They've played. Yeah, that's so true. So that's a handy little mm. thing if they do get through the final. They play the Stars, but um, we'll see what happens. I'm going to say the Stars. I just think they uh, Glenn Maxwell. He's due a few runs. He's had a bit of a lean patch. Mm. Um, so then on Saturday night, the knockout, uh, our strikers are hosting the winner of the Eliminator. So we can't really preview that one as yet, but it could be another rematch with I like the Hurricanes. the winner of the Eliminator. <laughs> Just quietly. So they'll play either the Canes or the Thunder. Thunder. Yeah, they'll be playing a team coming off a win, obviously. So uh, yeah. I'd be excited for a rematch with the Hurricanes. It was a run fest the other night. Yeah, Maybe great. if we don't have Billy Stanlake playing for the strikers, it would be uh, a striker's win. So. Yeah, it won't. <laughs> Uh, the Challenger, Denim? The Challenger, Please well, explain. that one's not till next Thursday. So there's going to be three, the first, I guess you could call it a round of playoffs. There's three playoffs this weekend, Thursday night, Friday night, and Saturday night. Okay. Uh, then the Challenger is not until next Thursday, and then the final being two days after that on the Saturday. So uh, we'll have two weekends, really, <laughs> oh of, of playoffs. Yep. And there'll obviously be also the charity game on the Saturday before the final, which could well be at the MCG if the Stars win and go straight through. 
And that could be a massive bumper crowd for charity there with all the old old players. There was some announced during the week, I think. Yuvraj Singh's going to come out. Wow. Mm. Um, I think the coaches are Courtney Walsh and... Uh, Sachin. Tendulkar. Sachin Tendulkar, oh, that's, that's, that's the one. Okay. Yep. So, yeah, that'll be a massive event. Huge. Is that all we got, boys? That's it. Oh, well, we've got yeah. the final, obviously, and uh, that's on the 8th of February. I don't know if you said that. So I reckon maybe we'll reconvene, <laughs> uh, maybe with the same crew again if you're in, Tom, Ooh. after this weekend. Don't know about that. <laughs> maybe perhaps we should do it the Friday <laughs> night after the Challenger. Sure. So then we'll just preview the final. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I'd just finish with. Um, Is there anything, any housekeeping, social media stuff? <clears throat> no, I just I did want to mention that Damien Fleming's dot ball segment is fucking oh. atrocious. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. If, oh, I don't know if you want to put that in anywhere. No, I'm happy to talk about that. I didn't so mind it. Oh, okay. All right. Good. All right. Well, but because it, it, it's, are we going? It's, take, it's a okay. piss take. So yeah. It's not is it like, though? Is it? The, but the whole biologist thing is a bit of a piss take. Is it? Yeah, to some extent. Are you sure? I don't think it's a hundred percent. Maybe not hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. Probably like eighty. Like if you yeah. if you went up to Damien Fleming and said like, hey, like mm. you don't change your name like on Twitter. If it was the Ashes, I might not be happy about it. But it's the BBL. I mm. think there's room for oh, yeah. for that. The jokes I think about there's also room cheating. For the magic fountain, mate. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Um, well, I guess that's all. <laughs> Got on Damien Fleming. What do you think of the dot ball yeah. segment? Uh, yeah, no, I don't like it. He had, he had that weird. He had that weird segment as well during the um, during the, the test, didn't he? Where he did high tea. Yeah, high yeah, tea. Yeah, yeah. It was a really awkward, clunky thing where he kind of he chink clink glasses with, yeah. with someone. And yeah, it was just weird. I didn't really see. Uh, I didn't know any context from because I'd only seen like one lunch break, and he's just having high tea with like Brandon Stark. What's the oh Brandon Stark? <laughs> Not really? from Game of Thrones. Um, I'm scraping the bottom. Of that. Who's the <laughs> who's the, uh, the pole vaulter? Uh, Mitchell Stark's brother. Oh. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. So they were just sitting around and they had like their high tea and, you know, Damien's just leaning over and, yes, yeah, how, really yes, how you go? And then and they're just talking. I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? <laughs> so if you had to kill one, would you kill the high tea or would you kill the dot bowl segment? Oh, mm. equally, equally poor. Um, less people see the high tea oh, one because it's at the lunch it's break. Lunch, yeah, but it goes for one. 20 minutes or something. You could put something good there. Yeah, I reckon yeah. you should kill I'd, that. I'd kill that for That's sure. That's true. Yeah. I think you and Philomena. Kill them both, man. I just think. <laughs> <don't, laughs> you and Philomena need to get in touch and work out your segments together and, and try to figure out something that's going to be a bit of a ref- high tea referendum. <laughs> middle ground. Um, nah, look, I mean, I, I like the bowlologist occasionally, but. Yeah, I just don't like that segment. It's like, yeah, you, you're kind of playing off your, yourself a bit there. Thanks for joining us, Tom. Uh, appreciate yeah, thanks, taking Tom. the time yeah, out. And um, <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to do that spiel with me. I'm not a proper celebrity. <laughs> thanks for taking the time out of your day, mates, yeah, uh, and uh, no your worries, busy boys. schedule. Uh, <laughs> <I'm> imagine, <laughs> no worries, boys. Enjoy the rest of the BBL. Thanks. Yeah. Oh, I imagine you'll be, uh, you know, busy training for the uh, the next for game next year. Next year. Yeah. Yes, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. See and soon. Uh, we might see you straight after the Challenger. Beautiful. Have a good morning, afternoon, or evening.